Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Tip, tip, tally-ho and all that um, cliché, tough stuff. I have, yeah, I'm a wing commander, don't you know? Don't oh. you know, yeah, we've got to do lots of don't you know. Don't you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and twirl your waxed moustache. Um, do you think this was meant to be a comedy episode or something? He certainly is. Yeah, he is. I mean, I must admit... I found him the most enjoyable thing about this episode because he's so over the top. It's the Doctor, isn't it? Isn't it the Doctor from Spectrum? It is Doctor Fawn. Doctor Fawn, that's his name. It is. (laughs) If you can see beyond that outrageous moustache. I love that. That that whole sequence, that whole sequence is hilarious and doesn't really fit with anything else in this this episode. Because realistically, this is just a rehash of the pilot episode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm stunned yeah. how, how close it is. And yet yeah. you just chose this... Ra- random, yeah. Randomly. They're yeah. not all going to be the same thing. Joe jumps oh, in an aeroplane and kills people. Do you know people. what? I don't know. There might be. I mean, a few a few questions came up in this one for me as to the whole sort of Joe 90 premise behind it. But yeah, this was... I was watching it going, hang on, what? This is so familiar. What? This is the pilot episode. What's mm. going on? Yeah. Well, very, very strange. But instead, um, the pilot one was set in Russia. Or, yes, or... This, this one is set in a hilariously racist <laughs> Eastern Alliance. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe watching it. Well, you know where yeah. you are Oh yeah. as soon as it ding, starts, ding, don't you? Ding, 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 ding. Yep. I thought they took the other road. trying to do. Hold on, Joe. Madman! Madman! He looks pretty angry, Dad. Be careful. Only to be expected, Joe. Bring the portable recorder. Right, Dad. What are you playing at? It could have been a serious accident. That heap of iron shouldn't be allowed on the road. My name's Professor McLean, and uh, this is my son, Joe. What were you trying to do? I could have been killed. I knew a man with the steel nerve and lightning reaction of a jet pilot would handle the situation. Dad, this gentleman isn't... He couldn't be fearless foley, could he? Oh, it's the papers, you know, these ridiculous nicknames they give people... That's not the point. You very... I can only apologise most profusely. And, of course, I will pay for any damage. Well, I think that... Mr Foley, could I record your brain pattern? Then I can fly a VG-104 just like you. Brain pattern? I don't understand. It won't take a minute. Please. They're obviously both unbalanced. All right, uh, all right. 
Thank you for obliging my son. He works for world intelligence. <laughs> you know. <laughs> really? That's it, sir. Right there. Well, in my notes, I put, oh, it's called Attack of the Tiger. And then India or Asia by the music. It's so cliched, isn't it? But didn't we say last time, um, was it last? No, no, I think it was the Thunderbirds one, that that's not going to go on our dodgy tally because it was a trope that if you're in a particular area of the world, you have cliché music. So it's a cliché rather than a dodgy thing, yes? Yeah, I think think so. It was... I mean, you watch any show at the time, and it it's shortcutting, isn't it? It's to go, you you know, this music is Oriental, therefore you know you're in the Orient. You know, this music is Indian, therefore you're in India. And yeah. but they used to do it with Britain as well, didn't it? Because you'd get a shot of of the Houses of Parliament and then a, a, a touch Rule of Britannia. Uh, Britannia. <laughs> yes. So I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's dodgy. In it's just a bit lazy. Yes, yeah. Um, it's not lazy, but you know, I mean, Joe ninety follows on from Captain Scarlet. We've we just yep. said that our character for the day is uh, Doctor Fawn, but that's Captain Oka who is spying. Oh, um, the guy with the, guy the binoculars. With the binoc- binoculars. Yeah, that's oh, Captain, okay. Oka, Captain Oka, a reuse because of course these puppets don't have any use anymore. They no, moved no, on to no. the new show, so we will have to look out for other captains. And spectrum uh, yes. agents. Yeah, we were go- we were going to have a list, weren't we, of reused puppets? But I think it might get very long. What was his name? This guy with binoculars. He had a stupid name. Well, F E Z is what they say. That was it. Oh yeah, because I got it in my notes. Fez. Yeah. Yeah. F E Z. F E Z. Is that some sort of? Is that something we? I does do it mean know. something? I don't know. On the official Jerry Anderson, you know, episode guide yeah. uh, for Joe ninety, he's called Fez. Agent 26, but they call him F-E-Z. F-E-Z, yeah, because they don't say, they don't say Fez, it no. is Agent F-E-Z. I wonder where Agent 26 comes in. Does that mean there's 25 other idiots? Or F-E is his first name. I mean, I, F-E, I, F-E-Z. one of the sports yeah, teachers be, yeah. at my school, her first name is F-E, yeah. right? So I just so thought, be, yeah. well, I don't know what that would be short for, F-E. F-E-Z. Yeah, it could be. F-E. Yeah. But anyway, he's there in the dark, isn't he? He's got his binoculars, and you've got a very Thunderbird 2 rock face starts to open. Yes. Which reveals this nice model of a rocket silo. I mean, much like the pilot episode, if anything saves this episode, some gorgeous model work. That and our our character is the only two things of distinction. Um, I don't know. You're you're probably not familiar with it, but one of our listeners might be. In... um, in the original run of Battlestar Galactica, there was a, a, a two-part of episode. On, oh, the Ice Planet one. I think it was. There was a, a Cylon base, and it had a door like this. And this very much reminded me of the yeah, Cylon that's base. that's on the Ice Planet. But yeah. wasn't it Gun, gun Thing on Ice Planet Zero yeah, or it something was, like Yeah, it was that. the Guns of Navarone ripoff, wasn't it? They yeah. had to send a squad. Actually, it was Dirty Dozen and the Guns of Navarone. They had to send a squad of criminals yeah. in to destroy this massive pulsar thing. Yes, you're right. Yeah, but that reminded me. Of, but again, I suppose the chances of the the Battlestar Galactica guys watching this are slim. It's probably just a trope, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's Didn't similar. Nice. I mean we had it in 
uh, season four of Blake Seven, the um, true, Scorpio yeah. silo, the, yeah. the, the the side of the cliff face opens up and out it comes. Yeah, it's a very nice, um, very nice model though. It looks, it'd make a lovely diorama, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now I thought when I was watching this that you know we're going to have some sort of Eastern Alliance general who will be yeah. our villain of the tale, but we haven't. We've just got some guy going Amagato. Amagato. That's Amagato. That, yeah. That is their version of Ungawa, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But is, is this dodgy? Do we... I think this is. I think all of these puppets are dodgy because they're literally doing that sort of very dodgy accent. Um, and I, I'm because I, I I don't. I'll hold my hand up. I don't. I don't know what country this is meant to be, but it says Eastern Alliance. But if it's Chinese or Japanese. It sounds like they're just making words up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to do it because it, it, it will come off as racist. But you listen to it and they'll, you'll get a stream of, of language and you go, this is, this is like something you'd get in Benny Hill. Well, it's they did it in Stingray, didn't they? The, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the Aquafibians. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just talking gibberish. But yeah, yeah no, this is very yeah. Benny or, Hill. Also, it's really weird because they've they've obviously put like plasticine bits over the eyes of the puppets yeah. to make them it, yeah, it's slightly dodgy. oriental. Yeah, so I think I think that has to go on. Yeah. They're, all, they're all pretty faceless people, aren't they? There's no named No. Named so so that's why all. we had to look elsewhere, and that's why we've come up yeah. with old Fearless. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Amagato is not that far off our so, which, was, yeah. oh, God, which yeah. was your standard cliche yeah. racist, you know, Far Eastern expression, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So I think I think it is dodgy. All right. I mean, I'm presuming it doesn't mean anything. Have you tried? Have you looked to see whether it is an actual? Well, no, no. But they use it. M a a g a t o. I'll be stunned if it actually means something. No, nothing's coming up. All right, okay. Because they use it all over the place. Amagato, Amagato. Well, um, yeah. uh, as they run around outside trying to catch, you know, Captain Oka. Oh, um, do- dodgily, uh, Amagato is the name of a big hentai gallery for tentacle porn. Oh. <laughs> Probably best not to search that one, <laughs> listeners. Now, um, if there was an octopus, a giant octopus in this story, maybe that's enough, where yeah, they got it from, be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there, it's, it's a very, very uh, sort of dodgy rendition of the because we don't even get a country do we they just say the eastern alliance yeah out in the far east and eastern alliance yeah and they they for some reason they want to put a nuclear weapon in orbit which goes against international law yeah ah but before that big question right he's on the run he 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 manages to radio oh yes that's yeah uh, the base is complete. Operation Tiger he, starts in ten ten days. He's an idiot, any this this Fez, because he he literally puts his binoculars down and puts them in full view. And I I thought at the time watching it, I didn't know that that was going to be a plot point. But I thought, why is he putting his binoculars there? And then yeah. literally a searchlight goes over it and they spot it. So they're chasing him through bamboo fields and stuff. It's all it's all very. Uh, superficial leveled isn't it this um but i love it that he goes to that um that little uh sort of i don't know it's a checkpoint station or checkpoint it's a checkpoint 
and then stands in front of the window. Yep. My the big question for me is why are there two Scotsmen? I don't know. Man in it. Comedy Scotsman as well. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know whether this was meant to be like. Is it a border onto a, like a NATO or whatever? I think that's what it's equivalent. meant to be. Yeah. But yeah, I think they probably need to go on the list as well because they're they're outrageously Scottish. They're more Scottish than the the, uh, the Loch Ness monster people were in Stingray. Yeah. All right, so we have a dodgy tally of two. Yeah. Uh, we have a death count as well because oh, yes. he's, yeah. he stands yeah. in front of the window and gets yeah. shot. Yeah. He, what an idiot! I mean, I don't know, but was what did you say? It was Captain Oka. Captain Oka, yeah. He's Captain Mediocre now, isn't he? Oh, you've been waiting <laughs> days to say this, haven't you? No, that was. I just thought that went up. That was it. That was that was my brain that just going, bubbled yeah. up. That bubbled up, and yeah, that that that's where you were saying. Yeah, that's yeah. where you know Mac and Joe are called in, and we find out. Yeah, yeah, the Eastern Alliance have ignored a treaty and built a rocket installation to put a nuclear device into space to blackmail the world. Yeah. And the rocket base must be destroyed. Yeah, definitely, 100% needs to be destroyed. And I have a few questions on this as well, when, when as we get into the plot. That this is, this is like they're saying, this is top priority. Nothing supersedes this. Um, which sort of makes sense, you know. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't let countries like this put... Uh, missiles in in orbit and things like that. It's all dodgy. You you get the Star Child coming down from two thousand and one, destroying them. Um, but then we get this wonderful comedy sequence where they say to Joe Knight, "You've got to fly this new plane, the VG one hundred and four, which yeah. we've got to vote on, by the way." Yes. In at the end, yeah, okay. it's it's a needle nosed jet fighter. It's the deadliest, fastest bomber yeah. that they have. Yeah, and they so. They go, Joe Knight has got to do this. Um, and then we get this comedy sequence where they have to trick and steal the brain pins of Prince of the guy that is the best pilot in the world. But if it's number one top priority, why don't they just order him to do it? Why get have Joe Knight do it. doing it? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not like they, they missed out a whole chunk where they've got to go, we've got to destroy the base, but we can't let it be known it was... The, U- the the West that did it, otherwise it could start a war. This has got to be top secret. None of that's in there. No. Which would have at least justified it a bit. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, just send send Fearless Foley. He'd love to do it. Yeah, he sounds up for anything. Oh, God, fearless. yeah. He's fearless. Yeah. Um, this is our first proper Joe Knighty story that's not make-believe. It's not yes. all in Mac's head, right? This is yep. true. Everything we see happens. And this raises the massive ethics question. Oh, huge. I've got this in here. I bet it's the same thing, yeah. Right. So Mac and Joe secretly start following the outrageously moustached yep. Fearless Foley, who turns off the road without signalling. Blast goes Mac. And Joe goes, we were going to force him off the road, Dad, anyway. So they're okay with this poor, innocent bloke forcing him off the road. And then we'll, with or without his permission, they are going to steal... Steal his, his brainwave, steal yes. his personality, steal his life. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and this is, this is my question is, is this ethical? I mean, I, I know... They're gonna. They're trying to save the world and all this, and it's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, and all this sort of stuff. But they trick him into doing it because 
they, yeah, they, they, they chase them about. They force them off the road. Um, Mac is a, a, an enemy of bushes, isn't he? He just, he just absolutely flattens a load of bushes with his car. <laughs> um, and then they stop him, and they do this comedy bit where Joe says, uh, am I okay to steal your brainwaves? And he, he sort of, he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, well, whatever. Is that is that their justification? That if, if anything happened, they'd go, we asked him. Yeah. But what if he had said no? Yeah. Yeah, ethically that don't work because he didn't know what the hell they... He just thought they were mad. If they had stuck to the original plan and, and Foley hadn't, uh, you know, turned without signalling and they had, um, you know, forced him off the road and he crashed and he was unconscious, yeah. they would have just stolen his brain patterns yeah. and left. Or if and he wouldn't have known about it. Him, giving yeah. him brain damage. Yeah. He sounds a bit brain damaged well, anyway. Does, yeah. I mean, driving along, you know, yeah. he spots in his rear view mirror that Mac's car's behind him. It's like, oh, that's funny. I thought they had turned off. Um, you yeah. know, and I he love, is frightfully yeah. posh, isn't he? He is, he is horrendously posh. He is, he is, he is, it, it, I'll send you the picture from my notes. Um, he is a Monty Python character, isn't he? Oh, he yes. Is. You could see uh, Graham Chapman playing him. Yes. Easily. Yeah. Um, he is brilliant, though. I love him. He's so funny. I this knew guy. a real life version. Really? Right? Yeah. Almost, almost. My old driving instructor, bless him, back in the early 80s, was Mr. Thomas. And he was XRAF. And he, he spoke like that. He was such a wonderful man, frightfully yeah. posh, frightfully polite. And he had the moustache. Brilliant. Absolutely had that moustache. Well, not to that degree, but you know yeah. what I mean. And he was a wonderful man. I, I, I loved him dearly. And uh, yeah, I don't think. That generation's gone now. You oh, know, yeah. Yeah, give it was... another 20 years. You'll never see the likes of people like that again. No. Or moustaches like this one. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just... It, the, the only people that might have moustaches like this would be hipsters running a shop that sells bongs. Yeah. And it, this, that's pretty much all you're going to get now. Um, but yeah, this whole this whole generation... And they were like... I mean, they people like this used to run the BBC, used to see yeah. them all over the place. XREF came out after the war, after their national service, and they were they were like this. Pers- um, uh, no, no, Jimmy Edwards, Jimmy was Edwards, that type, yep, wasn't he? Yep. Pip, yeah. pip, tallyo, <laughs> yeah. Terry Thomas, was, Terry Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, it's all cut from the same cloth, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There's sort know. of the, these um, upper class, but not upper class into that. Not moneyed upper class. Upper class that had to work for a living. And then yeah. you get get you know high up jobs in the in the in the city or in the RAF or in the the army. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good. I like him. He's a good character in a, in an absolute bland rotor of stock characters in this episode. He I stands think maybe out. that's why they did it because he's yeah. a pilot. Let's have a bit of fun with this. Let's yeah. give him the the cliche RAF you know uh, uh, accent and let's yeah. stick a moustache on. Not just any old moustache. <laughs> what worries me, and this this is the ethics again coming into it. So, I imagine this guy has put it about a bit. Oh yeah, he seems the sort that would frequent places of the night. And... You say Terry Thomas, he's definitely yeah, he is, a, he, he's yeah. cut from that cloth. So, does Joe get all his memories? We asked this yeah. last time round, or does he just get the information that he needs? I don't know because I could imagine. It? I can imagine him putting the glasses on and, and Mac going, well, Joe, have you got everything you want? And he's going, I, I've got a sudden fetish for a, a, <laughs> a flying helmet and a stick of celery. Oh, I say, father. Um, yeah, I don't. This Nothing about Joe Knightley works when you think about it. 
I'll tell you what would have worked, would have made this better, because we, uh, we've we got Joe in the plane next. If Joe had yes. a little stick on moustache. Oh, my God, that would be brilliant, yeah. Hold on be one better, moment, Father. I'm just going to put this on. And he sticks it on. <laughs> uh, and that's brilliant. his disguise. They all think he's Fearless Foley. Well, he's got the moustache on. I mean, I know we're, we're expecting a lot from a 25-minute children's program, but that, they could have had a bit of fun with that, couldn't they? The fearless Foley, he's such a character. He starts to take Joe over. You know what I mean? And he's, he's doing loop-de-loops in the plane. They're going, Joe, Joe, just do the mission. He's going, all right. You know what I mean? He, that, they could have had a bit of fun with it. Yeah, at the end when he says, I'll be home in time for breakfast, just say, oh, open the champers, will you? Yeah. Old, old boy. I say, oh boy, smoke me a kipper. I'll be inside, home for breakfast. Yeah, um, they could have had a bit of fun with it, but no, it's um, it, it just goes. Um, one, one thing, I mean, we 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 see we see the uh, Angel Interceptor cockpit again, don't we? Yeah, which doesn't match the model this time, no. um, which is a bit of a, a drawback. Uh, we see a really nice tank model. Yeah, I quite like that. Um, but then they sort of make out that that Joe's got two brain patterns. I thought he could only have one brain pattern in his head. I thought when he put the glasses yeah. on, he becomes yeah. that brain that pattern person. person. Yeah. But he's he's meant to have two brain patterns, and it's, it's I don't know what I don't know what how the science works on this. No, Perhaps it doesn't. I don't understand. Right, it's Operation Tiger is the code name for yes. this uh, th- th- this thing. Um, so they put a tiger on the nose cone of the plane and a yeah. tiger on his flying helmet. Yes. Now, was that was the plane already called the Tiger, and they just called the mission Operation Tiger because of the plane name, or did they call it the Mission Operation Tiger, and then actually took time to? That's what I'm saying. Did yeah. they then do that? Because they're they're under a really strict time scale here, aren't they? It's like I can't remember what they said. Something like ten hours before launch. It's twenty four hours. Everything. 24 hours, uh, uh, yeah. The plane's not ready until twenty four hours before the the rocket takes off. But also, who? Where, where, where did the uh, the child size flying helmet come from? I don't know. Perhaps, I t- yeah, and who painted imagine... a tiger on it? Was, yeah, D- did they go? Are we going to launch a mission? Well, it's going to be another couple of hours. Why? We're waiting for the paint to dry. Maybe on that. Helmet. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. that's the delay. Yeah. yeah. What um, do you think of the plane? Um, the look I, of it. I I quite like it. I I think it's a nice looking plane. It doesn't look like the standard. I don't think it was made for this episode, was it? I think it was wasn't it a stock plane or something. All I or know is that with it no. All I know is that it gets a black respray and it turns up in Doctor Who a couple of years later. I think in Colony oh, in right. Space, it's one of the spaceships. I think it's the oh. Master's spaceship. It turns up as because you know BBC bought a lot of Century Twenty One models. They yeah, did. you see yeah. it in in Doctor Who ah, painted right. black. Because um, I I quite like it. I think it's quite a nice little. Uh, I I think. That's something they're doing really well on Joe Knight is the planes, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. It's super pointy. I like oh, yeah, the fact that pointy, it is yeah. outrageously pointy. Yeah, it's um it's it's one of the few times where if they'd have called this class of plane the dart, it would yeah. have fitted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um when Joe takes off, we are yeah. almost eighteen minutes into the story and yes. he's only just now taken off. You've only got about like seven minutes left. I know that the whole mission this is very very weirdly um, paced episode, isn't it? Because I was thinking that. It's like, what? It must finish in a minute. Um, and he takes off. We we see a map of the the area. And the map is interesting because it, it doesn't have Iran or anything. It's Persia still. So in Joe Knight's world, 
they've presumably gone back to Persia. there was never a yeah or yeah they've either gone back to Persia or there was never a, an Islamic revolution in Iran. Mm. Does that mean the Shah's still there? Yeah, yeah. It, I know they didn't know at the time, but uh, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. I love looking at old maps like that because it's even in our not even our full lifetime, but in our lifetimes, um, the world's, the world's changed, changed so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pure padding, the whole um, refueling in midair. I yeah. mean, the model works nice, but that, that wasn't necessary. No, considering we've only got seven minutes left. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm, this, uh, this attack is not going to take long, is it? I mean, no. it's not. I, I, I could watch uh, Derek Medin's model work. Just, I don't need a story. Just no. compile them all together. I'll happily watch it. But um, then we meet, oh, I, in my notes, uh, the, my favorite. You know the uh, the Eastern Alliance henchman that's got the Fu Manchu mustache? Yeah. That's got to go on the list, surely. Yeah, yeah that's another one. Yeah. Because we've got Amagato, Amagato uh, again. Yeah, Amagato, Amagato. Yeah, that's all they keep saying. I wonder what it, it means to them. Bloody hell. Or yeah. yeah, it could be, yeah. Strength. Uh, <laughs> When all these guns turn around, you know, with the yes. spotlights on and, you know, yeah. they, they all come out of the cliffs, they remind me so much of, like, Destroy All Monsters or one of the big, yes. you know, yeah, Japanese monster like, things. Yeah. It's just the way they turn. It comes straight out of a Godzilla film or something. Yeah, definitely. I like that the um, the air defense only comes into play after the attack, though. Surely you want air defense yeah. before you've dropped your bombs and missiles on the the base yeah because um, he, he manages yeah. to do one bomb run doesn't he yeah, without being he does, shot yeah. at they then shoot at him and then he goes they're shooting at me i'm gonna go in for another pass yeah at it bloodthirsty little cur isn't he it? is yeah he's like i mean again i don't know how we're going to work out how many people died on this because this is obviously not a, a robot base because we see all the guards and that so I, I reckon a couple of hundred people have got to been killed here well yesterday i sent you those uh lecture set rub down yeah oh yeah there was loads photos. of photos nice. and and yeah yeah there's a cutaway diagram yeah. and you've got what looks like an officer's mess there and yep. you know living quarters yeah. there's definitely people yeah manning I, th- that base. I think uh, i think we've got to take how many people work at an average rocket base and he's killed a lot of them all right shall we type yeah. that into google yeah let's have a look <laughs> i uh that letter set though oh it brought back so many memories I didn't know they had Joe. Yeah, I didn't know they did Joe ninety lecture set sets. No, I, I, I imagine these were quite rare because Joe ninety was only out for like a year or so, wasn't it? Yeah. So I imagine he's quite rare. I remember seeing some Thunderbirds ones, and I remember seeing a Captain Scarlet one like that, sort of a booklet format. But yeah, never Joe ninety because I remember I had a I had a couple of Joe ninety. Uh, Super 8s, and I had the, the badges, you know, used to get from uh, Sugar Smacks or Shreddies or whichever one it was. But I can't remember much else. The Dinky Toy, there wasn't a lot of Joe 90 merchandise, was there? No. I just remember the Sugar Smacks badges and that's about it. Yeah, I think I still got a I think I still got a Joe 90 badge somewhere on the shelf. Mm. Seems to recall. But yeah, they're not a lot, but I would have loved it. I'd, I bet they're worth a bit now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An average. Oh, you're looking do you think it the up. C, you think the CIA would get this? <laughs> well, he searched for hentai, and how many people look at an average rocket base? I don't What's know. What's he up to? I don't know. Let's... Oh, wow. In America, if you include contractors, subcontractors, 
and non-essential personnel, the numbers working at an average rocket base get into the thousands. Oof. Yeah, but this is in the future, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this so. is in the future. So, well, should we should we say two hundred and fifty then? Two hundred and fifty. I think that's a, a fair assessment. Right. Plus Captain Oka, so that's two hundred and fifty-one. Yes. All right, that's the death tally. Yeah. All right, and uh, yeah, because yeah. It, but the other thing is, I mean, he does this direct hit on the rocket and the rocket blows yeah. up. But that's a nuclear rocket. So yeah. have we got nuclear fallout now as I, well? We must have, yeah. I know, I know, um, it, you know, exploding a, a, a nuclear a rocket or bomb with, with conventional weapons doesn't cause the, the atomic warhead to go off. But, but you get it's radiation, gonna disperse, you? Yeah, it's going to disperse radioactive material. So I think he's also just just made that entire area uninhabitable. But it might be an uninhabitable yeah. area. It might be, yeah. Although, Although you've I mean, got two Scotsmen. That's in true. A, in a Czech it, within, right. we'll within, <laughs> yeah, within running distance. Yeah, they've been two hundred and fifty-three. Then we'll Ach, my hair's falling out. <laughs> What's going on? Um, porridge is glowing. And that's how it ends. Um, he, he, yeah. he calls back. Uh, I'll be back in time for breakfast. Yeah, there's no enemy aircraft. No, which I thought was weird. I was expecting a, you know, a, a, a here come the enemy, and you get thinking. He basically goes, "Yeah, finished. I'm off now." Yeah, nice tank though. We don't oh, see much of it, but there was a lovely little tank in there as well. Not but, enough for uh, us to really vote on it, I don't think. No, I don't think so. But uh, I'm sure there'll be other episodes with uh, mm. with tanks and stuff in. But yeah, it was it was a weird weird one. This I don't I didn't know what to make. I enjoyed Foley, but. The rest of it was sort of. I hope they're not all going to be like this. Wow. Have we just been unlucky and we've? Chosen I mean, we are now just yeah. taking them at random because you and I don't yeah. remember stories at all or anything no, like no. that. So, I not mean, on. next time, I mean, it, it'll be my turn next time. And if it's another one, Joe flies a plane to bomb a base oh, up. God, I mean, yeah. yeah, we might be onto something. We might. We might. Uh... We might have hit upon why it wasn't the most successful of the Anderson shows. I'll have to look at the uh, episode titles and see if I can find one that might actually give me a clue to something that might not be flying yeah. a plane around <laughs> bombing things. Because you know? just off the top of my head, I can think of like multiple plot lines they could do with the having someone else's brain. But you could have him like where he's got to do an operation and a top surgeon brain pattern and things like that. You could... There's lots of stuff they can do, but I suppose could you do? You couldn't really do that with a kid doing it. It even gets into more weird ethical areas. Yeah, true. All right, okay. So behind the scenes, only a couple of yeah. things. Um, um, some of the music used in it was from Stingray. Right. Again, they're, they're, they're reusing music. Um, we've talked about Captain Oka and uh, and Doctor Fawn being in it. Um, Fez yeah. was uh, um, voiced by Gary Files, who we talked about last time. Yeah. As is Fearless Foley. Oh, right. Same, same person. Too. Yeah. And all of the guest characters in this story, they're either um, Gary Files or Jeremy Wilkin. Oh, um, Tarrant from Blake yeah, Seven. From the first ever Blake yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, wow. those characters are just two people, including get... the Amagatos, I guess. Oh, right, yeah. I wonder if this was a uh, bit of a low-budget episode then. I wonder if that's 
perhaps they didn't have i don't know i suppose again as we go forward it might be that they only ever have like three people doing all the other voices yeah yeah you know that might be part of the the contract sort of thing well keep an eye out for that yeah so this story then, having a, a dodgy tally of three, Joe 90 already had a dodgy tally of one, so that yep. puts it up to four. Um, so it's sitting alongside Stingray in the dodgy stakes at the moment. Oh, dear. Mm. And the 250... Yeah. <laughs> Gordon Bennett. Um, the 253 Yeah. that, that we... Because we, it's all tentative. It's all approximate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, approximate, yeah. Okay, is added to his not uh, insubstantial already 203. He's a right little murderer, isn't he, Ocho? Yeah. Bloodthirsty little kid. Which gives him a final death tally after only two stories of 456. Wow. Which puts him in second place because Captain Scarlet is still at the tops with 620. All right. Yeah. But I've got, I can see Joe 90 overtaking. Overtaking. I reckon he's killed more people than smallpox. Blimey. <laughs> Joe 90, little kid. He's oh. going to have psychological scars, isn't he? I want to see if I want to see a, a a program set now like 30 40 years after he did all that and see what he's like. He'll, yeah. He'll be rocking he... backwards and forwards in a chair in a home somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I killed all those people, you know. Or he's in a straight jacket. Yeah. Because oh. nobody believes him. Yeah, no one believes him. Yeah. Blimey. Dear, oh dear. It's me- it's really messed up when you think about it, isn't it, this programme? It is. More so than any of the other Anderson stuff. And this is only two, two, two episodes, episodes in. in. Mm. All right, well, let's go to happier things. Fearless Foley, then. We've yep. got to vote on him. So, design. You look at a photo of the oh, chap. He is brilliant. His moustache. <laughs> That's some, someone's done that as a, a deliberate joke. I'm He's gonna, a like pilot. Let's give yeah. him the standard yeah. tash. Um, I, I thought he was amazing. I'm going to give him a seven. A seven. I gave, I gave him an eight. Oh. All right. So that's seven and a half. Where does that put him? That design-wise, he's he's on the same level as King Titan from yeah. Stingray, Captain Brown, and the alien from UFOs Identified. Wow. He's up there, there. Fearless Foley matches the alien yep. in, in UFO. If they'd have taken the helmet off the alien in UFO and it would have been Fearless Foley, you'd go, I say. You wouldn't have been able to put that helmet on with those moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how effective is old Fearless? Oh, he's the best. I mean, I don't know. Because normally our effectiveness is like, do they work as the character? And I suppose if he was intended as a comic relief, he works perfectly because he's the he's the only real high point in this episode. I was laughing out loud at him. He was so funny. Um, I'm I'm giving, gonna give him a, an eight and a half. An eight and a half. I stayed yeah. at an eight. All right. So that's eight point two five. Uh, just add the two together. Who would have thought a two minute guest character, which is just an existing puppet with a dodgy tash? Yeah. <laughs> Right, Worked so well. Rounding things up, seven point nine. Right. Okay. So he, well, he's in a caravan by himself, but the person next door, because he's seven point nine, the person next door yeah. is on one side seven point eight. You've got the alien from Identified UFO. Right. Right. But at number eight, again, only point one away, is King Titan from Stingray. And Christopher Lee's Captain Xantor from Space 1999. Oh, wow. 
So that's, that's pretty good, going, isn't it? That's not bad for an out. Yeah. <laughs> just a can comedy you, pilot. Yeah, can you imagine if Christopher Lee was still alive and you went to a convention and told him that? He wouldn't be happy, would he? <laughs> Show him a photo of Fearless and yeah. say, yeah, look, you yeah. only narrowly pipped to this guy. Oh, blimey. I wonder Good if anyone's fearless. cosplayed Fearless Foley. I at, hope so. At a Fanderson convention. Oh, I hope so. Oh, you've got to do it, Ian. Yeah, that would be brilliant. I mean, well, if I ever... If I ever get bored and shave my beard off again i will make sure before i do my tash i'll shape it like that <laughs> and make it go upwards like yes that. Yeah, yeah wax it Ugh. oh man all right uh, uh before we go the vehicle tally what do you think of yep. this plane uh, i like it i don't know what i imagine it was made out of a conventional airfix aircraft it looks pretty maybe elongated yeah with sort of wood nice cone or so. something um it's one of those, I don't know what the proper name for it, but one of those where the wings are right at the back of the plane. Oh, Delta Wing. Delta Wing. Yeah, I really like that as well. I think it's a good design. Um, what did what score did I give the first Joe 90 plane? Well, that had a combined score at the end of, that's the MiG-242. Yeah. That's eight and a half. Right. I'm, I'm trying to think, do I prefer this one to that? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm going to... Because do we do we do just the just the, overall uh, school? Yeah, yeah. No overall I, I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a it's a really nice design. Yeah, that's I'd happily have a it. model of it on the shelf. Yeah, I gave it an eight as well. So that's alongside uh, the elevator cars from Thunderbirds. Fair enough. I also gave it an eight. You know, so that's not bad. I don't. It? I don't think we're going to be lacking on high scoring model work in no, these episodes. No, to be fair, not at all. Not at all. Characters maybe, but yeah. not the models. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's not one of your top ten. No, it was, stories. it was derivative. It was rather boring. I, yeah, it, I, when I read the write-up, after I'd said last week, and then I read the write-up, and it was like, hey, attacks in the oh, this will be good. And it it's like an afterthought. Yeah. You know? It would have been far worse if, you know, it was just a conventional guest character without the moustache oh, or the this, accent. This wouldn't have worked at all. I think we we would be saying this was a boring episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's worth watching. I mean, all of these are worth watching because they're like half an hour and it's nonsense. But watch it for Foley, not for yeah. the plot or the the story. It's it's. Mm, I'm hoping it's a we've I've just unluckily hit where they've run out of ideas. But mm, like I say, I th- sure. yeah. I think next time I will. Um, you know, um, look at the plots. <laughs> yeah, look, look at the plots. Yeah. Try and find a title that um, you know might suggest something naval yeah. or yeah. space. Did he ever go into space? Well, he must have done, must not he? Joe Knight in a spacesuit. I, th- I remember. I oh, know it was a Captain Scarlet in a spacesuit figure. He must have done. There must be like a Gemini capsule type adventure. Yeah. So I'll look out for something like that. Yeah. All right. That'd be good. Okay, and that's us. Uh, we're done. Um, yeah. So, yep, yeah, we we got to move see on. See you next time, Joe. Yeah. Go back so, to school. Yeah. So we're moving on to UFO. Yes, that's your it's, choice. It's my choice, and uh, this one I, I I knew I was going to choose uh, straight away. Um, yeah. And this one we're going towards the end of UFO's run. Oh, uh, is in it that the second, second block? block. Yeah. So wanders, no, Alec Freeman. Back. Yay. Wanders back, no Alec Freeman, no. which you would think might reduce the dodginess a bit, 
But you I don't hope, know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know because is, I've chosen um, this for a reason. Yeah. Is a uh, Vladik Shebal in it? He is yeah. in it. Oh, I love. I loved him yeah. when I watched the film. He I thought is he was such a it. good character. The reason I've chosen this story is because at the beginning of the year I met the actor. Oh, and, and I had a little good. natter with him, which I recorded, and so we got a little bit of an exclusive little talk interviewette interviewette next time and oh wow excellent okay i didn't know this yeah you did because i did told I? you but it was at the beginning of the year I and there's been a lot uh, happening this year oh god i wouldn't remember. i don't I barely remember last week if i give you a clue go on right i'll give you a clue and the listener a clue so yeah this character might potentially out alec freeman alec freeman oh right? god okay because he is one of the ladies, ladies. Man, is yeah. Oh, uh, is it? It's not. Ah, oh, because it, because the what's his name? Um, the guy that used to get his shirt off a lot. Paul Foster. Paul Foster. Is it? No, is it, no, he's no, dead, he's isn't he? Well, he's is dead he now. Dead? Oh, right. it, was he dead when you interviewed him? <laughs> <laughs> was it a seance? No, um, I, I I tried finding him when I when, when I yeah. thought he was still alive, didn't I? Earlier you did. in the I year, you I went down to the, the seaside looking for his hometown, yeah. not realizing he had died about ten years before. To be fair, though, that the way you you get guest stars is to wander around your hometown shouting their name. So we've done all right, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not that. It's not that. No? You're, you're, you're um, thinking of that, but it was earlier in the year. It was like January or February. Oh, right. When this happened. Um, I'm going to need another clue. I'm not as familiar with UFO as some of the other shows. So He was in a film, I think, that you enjoy. Ooh. Uh, a war film that you enjoy. A war film? Not a boy. That doesn't narrow it down a lot, to be fair. It doesn't. Okay. Because no, I like a lot of war films. All right. You and the listener, then. Yeah. I'll name the war film. All right. Okay. And that's, that's your last clue. All right. Right. Okay. He was in, and he was very prominent in... Where eagles dare? Oh, is it? Um... Oh God, he was always getting confused with Herbert Lom. The... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I can he's... see that. Can yeah. you see what I mean? he's quite a uh, uh, not not chubby, but he's a a well-faced, rounded character. Oh God, I can I can see him. I couldn't tell you the actor's name, but I can see him talking. The actor's name is Darren Nisbet. That's it. Yes, he was. Um... Oh, he was in something else I watched recently. He was in The Prisoner. Well. Yeah. Because we talk about that. When he played I a lot of Germans in. as well, didn't he? He did. He yes. did. And he yeah. was a bit of a rogue. Yes. Um, is, he a, is he something to do with the Skydiver crew in this? No, no. No. He is named in the title. The title of the story is The Man Who Came Back. Oh. And he, he doesn't come back to me. but He, he is, a, he is a, a, a shadow pilot who is yeah. presumed... Crashed oh. and died. And do they think he's been nobbled by the aliens? He comes back. He's on. He's on a desert island. Yeah. He's rescued. Comes back, and they don't realise that he's actually under the control oh, of right. the oh, cool. aliens. Right. Excellent. The man who came back. The man who came back. He's that. an ex of Wanda Ventham. Not in right. real life, but you know, no, in, in the, the story. Program, yeah. 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 And there's a bit of a love triangle going on between him, her, and Paul Foster. So you get ah. quite a bit of Paul Foster in this one because we haven't talked about Paul Foster. We haven't. Have we? No, he wasn't in the yet. pilot, no. you know. That'd be interesting. So oh, yeah, look forward to that. The man who come back with, as you say, a little interviewee yet, uh, um, a, a little natter that I had with Craig at a convention. 
Brilliant. Ah, oh, that sounds, that sounds Craig. Great. I mean, Craig? Darren. Yeah. Darren. Yeah. Craig Collins is the name of the character that right. he plays. All right. The man who came back. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right. Okay, Ian. Okay, listener. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Thanks, Ian. Right, right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.